is brought to you by Click Studios and Lutron Sensors. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Here to help you with your home improvement projects on this holiday weekend at 888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. If you're out shopping until you're dropping and you don't have time for your home improvements around the house, why don't we talk about projects that you might want to plan for the year to come? Whatever's on your to-do list, you can slide right over to ours by calling us at 888-MONEYPIT or posting your question online at moneypit.com. Hey, coming up on today's show, over the holidays, our kitchens are getting a real workout, and that's one reason. It's also the time of year that many people start thinking about getting a new kitchen. So if that's on your wish list, we've got tips on how you can get a professional design done for free coming up. Plus this hour, we begin our series on Home Improvement's Best Bloggers. Brittany Bailey from Pretty Handy Girl Blog will be by with some fun stories of DIY projects that she's tackled and blogged about. And if you're a renter, did you know your possessions may not be covered? by the building's insurance. We're going to tell you how to make sure you have what you need should your home or apartment be damaged. Plus, we're here to take your calls at 888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's up first? Denise in Ohio is on the line with some window condensation. Tell us what's going on. I've got some uh, windows. They're double pane. The house is about 10 years old, and I am constantly battling condensation in the windows. I typically, with a lot of the windows, open them um, daily and close them at nighttime. If there's some windows that I don't get to in the wintertime when it gets really cold, there's water dripping, it pools, it turns to ice. I try and get some of that um, putty-type stuff that you can put in the bottom and along the sides. Is the condensation inside the panes of the windows, or is it like on the inside surface? Inside surface of the house. All right, now these are thermal pane windows or single pane windows? Double. Well, clearly the insulated glass is not insulated. So that's why you're getting this level of condensation. If you had truly insulated glass, it would be too warm for this condensation to occur. But you have warm, moist air in the house. It's striking the very, very cold, virtually uninsulated glass and then condensing on that glass and dripping down. So that's what's going on. That's what's causing the moisture. It's nothing more than, unfortunately, bad windows. So with that said, replacement windows are in your future. Now, you don't have to do it immediately, but it's a project you're going to have to face. I mean, the good news is that replacement windows, the costs have come down. They're all custom made by, by just by nature. So uh, the company will measure the windows in your house. And by replacing them, they simply pull out the sashes, the old sashes, and slip in a new window, like into the old hole. And it looks great. It works well. It's just a good system. So that's in your future. For now, though, what we need to do is two things. We need to take as much humidity out of the house as we can. And secondly, I'd like to see you get a barrier in front of those windows. So if you could use, for example, a uh, insulated shade, one that has sort of those um, honeycomb kind of designs, that would help a little bit. I've got double right now, and I just ordered triple for some other windows. Well, that will help because that basically will stop some of that warm, moist air from hitting the window. And also drapes. I mean, sh- uh, dra- shades and drapes help the situation. In terms of the humidity, 
There are a number of ways we can attack this. Uh, first of all, you want to make sure you start outside your house looking at the drainage conditions at the foundation perimeter. Because believe it or not, if water is allowed to collect around the foundation, and if it doesn't run away from your house, if the gutters aren't extended away from the house, that foundation will absorb water and it will release into the air once it gets inside. That adds the humidity. So I would definitely do that. Secondly, I would ask you to check to make sure that all your vent fans are venting out, not recirculating, because that will help as well. And thirdly, up in the attic, you want to make sure that you're well ventilated, because that vapor pressure starts at the basement or, or, or first floor, will permeate all the building materials and, and end up in the attic. And if the attic's not ventilated enough, it's going to kind of hang right there. So those are ways to reduce humidity inside the house. Of course, you could also use a whole home dehumidifier. Uh, but I think in this case, if we just control moisture and try to get something that's protecting those windows, that's the best you're going to do, short of replacing them. Well, what about getting some circulation? If I open them earlier in the morning and get some circulation going, will that... Uh, you're, it's, listen, this is just science, okay? Warm, warm moist air against cold surface equals condensation. You know, it, the flip, you, see this, you see this in the summer when you go outside with a glass of iced tea and moisture forms on the outside of it. It's the same thing. It's just happening in the winter in your house because everything is, re- is reversed. The warm, moist air is inside the house, and that cold glass is your window. Yes, and unfortunately, we have to keep the humidity at a certain temperature because of asthma and allergies. Yeah. All right. Didn't get as good of windows as I thought I did. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Denise. Sorry we couldn't give you better news, but maybe you'll get through with that. 888-666-3974. Joe in Missouri, you've got the money pit. What can we do for you today? Yes, I have a um, a stone fireplace. It's a natural stone over a block frame or whatever you call it. And some of the mortar is coming out. I'm, I'm getting some uh, water into my basement, I think, from where the mortar is cracked. And I had an individual, a mason, come out and look at it, and he gave me a price of about $8,000 to correct this. And I can't, uh, I wondered if there was something, you know, that possibly we could do um, ourselves. What is he proposing to do for eight grand? Um, Take it all off and start, put it all back up. So he's going to basically take the whole wall apart and put it back together again? It sounds to me like from what you're saying that it's just that the the mortar is deteriorating between the stone. And when that happens, usually the cure is to repoint it, not to rebuild it completely. Is he seeing something that's so bad it has to be completely rebuilt? Well, I don't think so. I think it's just, um, he just acts like it all needs to come off to to go back anew. Maybe he just maybe he just needs to sell you a, a project that, that size and scope, and maybe it doesn't need to come off. So listen, what you normally would do if you have deteriorated mortar between um, brick or, or stone or block is you chip out the old mortar, just the loose stuff, and then you repoint it. Pointing mix is, is, a, is sort of a thicker type of mortar mix that has good adhesion, and then a mason would repoint those surfaces. The last thing, once you get that all done, that you can do is you could put a masonry sealer on it, and the type of masonry sealer you want is one that's silicone-based and vapor-permeable. And the reason you say vapor-permeable is because it needs to breathe. This way, moisture won't get trapped underneath the surface and then freeze and, and then chip off that, uh, that surface of that stone. But I, don't, I can't imagine why you would want to tear the whole thing down unless there's something that I don't know based on what he saw. And, and if there was, he should have been very clear with explaining to you why he's prescribing this very expensive repair for your, for your house. So two things. Um, what about how do you get it 
the mortar to stay in between and not fall back in the void behind the stone. Uh, Masons do that when they repoint, and there's trowels that are specifically designed for this that are basically the size of a mortar joint. So just pack it in. It's detail work, but it can be done. Okay. And on on the uh, sealer, do you seal everything or just try to seal the mortar? No, you seal everything. Okay. So you just spray it with like a... uh, um, a pump-up sprayer or something. Then, um, well, you would, yeah, you could use a pump-up sprayer. That's true. You could do that, or you could use a paint sprayer, one or the other. That sounds like it's very doable. All right. Well, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Give us a call with your home improvement or your home repair question. We're here to lend a hand 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, you dream of designing a new kitchen for your home, but you just don't know where to start? We've got simple steps you can take right now to figure out what you want and a tip on a no-obligation design service that can pull it all together for you for free. It's all coming up after this. You live in a body pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring, we get socked with allergens, too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. We are here to help you with your home improvement project. Laura in Connecticut's on the line with an insulation question. How can we help you today? I'm calling for my son. He purchased a home. Okay, he has two kitchens. Okay, uh, that he wants to insulate. They're outside, you know, outside wall kitchens. The house is over 100 years old. Perched high is a coastal home, right? The washer and dryer are on the first floor, and it shimmies a little bit. The walls, we took down a couple of the walls. We noticed here similar to cabin walls. They are horizontal planks. They're spaced, okay? And they do have a couple of nail holes due to poor insulation. No, I'm sorry, poor vinyl siding. Okay, during the winter, we also noticed that the heat is very challenged. You can actually see your breath. 
How do we insulate these walls? So you have a really old house, 100 years plus, and you've got some very cold walls that are cold rooms that are so cold you can see your breath. So there's a couple of things. We have to start at the beginning with this. Is this a one-story house or a two? It's a two-story house. In fact, both kitchens are on the same side of the house. They're one above the other. And the kitchen on the first floor, not only does it have the washing and drying and shimmies the floor somewhat, but it has a dirt basement. So the, the kitchens are on top, stacked on top of each other. First of all, we need to, when you're trying to evaluate how much insulation a house has and trying to make it as warm as possible, the easiest and the most important place to start is the attic. Uh, and you're in, you're in Connecticut, so you need 15 to 20 inches of fiberglass insulation across the floor of that attic. And if you don't have that much, then you're wasting a lot of heat. So you've got to really insulate the attic. Now, if you've got some insulation, that's great. You could add more to that on top of it. You want to use unfaced fiberglass bats and then stack, stack them uh, side by side. Okay. Now, the other thing to look at is the type of heating system you have in this house. Is it forced air or is it hot water? Oh, it's electric. Oh, it's electric. Yeah, no, even even more reason to make sure that place is well insulated. Did he get a home inspection done when he bought the house? He said he did. I wasn't here. I'm here now. I'm freezing. <laughs> That's why I called. You know, I wasn't in. I wasn't in the state. I happened to come in to. Uh, help him out with whatever, and uh, to find out it's really poorly insulated. All right, look, you had a lot going on with this house. I, I can only sort of poke around on this from, you know, from a distance, but I would say that if you don't have, if you have a cold, uncomfortable house, you have insufficient insulation and probably insufficient heat. Now, the insulation is the easiest, quickest, fastest thing you can fix, and you can start in the attic. You know, insulating exterior walls is rather difficult because they're already built, although there are ways to do that. But since this is a new house for you guys, and since you say your son had a home inspection, the next call I would make would be to my home inspector. And I would ask him to revisit the house with you guys together because you're having some pretty serious problems with it. And you're hoping that maybe he can give you some advice. And, you know, in a nice sort of way, why didn't this come up on the inspection as well? So I would do those two things because you need more information to determine what's going on with this. But I can tell you for certain you don't have enough insulation. Laura, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, this is the time of year when our kitchens get a real workout. And not so surprisingly, it's also the time of year when many of us start thinking about a new kitchen. If that's you, the first step is figuring out exactly what you want in a new kitchen. And that can be pretty overwhelming sometimes. Yeah, but it really doesn't have to be, especially with sites like Pinterest or House or ClickStudios.com, where you'll find hundreds of kitchen designs to review. So what you want to do is start bookmarking or printing out these designs that you find really attractive, and it's going to help you narrow down the choices for your own space. Next, get the help of a professional kitchen designer. Now, this is super important because a kitchen is something that most folks do about once in a lifetime. So you want to work with a pro to get it just right. Sites like Click Studios actually have professional designers who work with you and offer free cabinet design services. Just fill out a form and upload a rough sketch of your kitchen dimensions, and the Click Studios pros do the rest. ClickStudios.com manufactures beautiful, affordable kitchen cabinets, and they make it so easy to take your ideas and turn them into reality. So why not give that a shot? You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. Visit ClickStudios.com slash free. That's 
Click spelled C-L-I-Q studios.com slash free. And hey, if your spouse doesn't know what to get you for the holidays, get the free design done. And then you can, you know, not so subtly hand that off to your spouse as your wish list. And right now, there's another great reason to head to clickstudios.com slash free. They have a very cool guide that you can download for free that was created by the editors at this old house. It is chock full of expert tips and tricks and ideas to help inspire your own kitchen design plan. Just go to clickstudios.com slash free to get the free guide. That's clickstudios.com slash free. C-L-I-Q studios.com slash free. Mike in Michigan's on the line with a question about heating and cooling. What's going on at your money pit? I've got a large open space, about 4,000 square feet, and I'm wondering what would be the most efficient way to condition the space. There's currently natural gas, uh, a radiating element on the ceiling, about 15-foot high ceilings. What do we do to bring um, air conditioning into the space is a split ductless system better versus forced air. What do you think? No, you said the space is 4,000 square feet. Correct. Um, what kind of heat source do you have there now? Like what is your fuel? Is it forced air? Like what goes on there already? There is, there is no forced air. There's a, a natural gas. This is currently an industrial space. It was previously an industrial space. Okay. It's going to be reclaimed for something else. There's currently a, um, a radiating element running down the middle middle of the room, about uh, 96 feet, and it's natural gas. Your gas bills must be pretty high. <laughs> yes, exactly. Is the place uh, insulated, Mike, or is it kind of like a warehouse? It is. It is very well insulated. It's an old brick building. Um, I, I think it, um, insulation would not be a problem. Uh, well, I think that you're probably going to want to put in a forced air ducted system this is well beyond split ductless the size of this place and i think you're going to want to do a forced air heating and cooling system with a set of ducts that go down the middle of that building perhaps you can feed it from the roof down and bring the it'd be nice if you could bring the ducts down to floor level through a wall at least for the heating side of this because this way that heat won't stay at the ceiling the fact that you have that strip heater um, up at the top of the ceiling uh, means all the heat stays up there and you need that many more btus to push it down but in a perfect world you would bring those ducts down to the floor level so that they would discharge that's why you see ducts typically only about 12 inches off the floor because heat rises and it's more effective that way. Now, there are some uh, designs where you have two registers, one near the floor and one near the ceiling. And in that type of design, you would open up the uh, ceiling register when it was running air conditioning and you would open up the floor register when it was running heat. But I think a ducted system is probably going to be the most effective for this big industrial space uh, and enable you to convert it into whatever you need it to be um, after that. You know, if you went with split ductless, you would have to have multiple units on the outside wall. And I just suspect that that will probably be a lot more expensive by the time you buy all those units, install all those units, and run all those units than a well-designed, well-installed, uh, standard ducted system. Gotcha. About what square footage is a ductless system capable of handling? Well, I mean, it really can handle any size that you need. You can just stack on additional units. So it really depends on how big the split ductless system is. Typically, in a home at least, you would estimate 
that 600 to 800 square feet of space would require a ton of air conditioning, just kind of rule of thumb. But there's a lot of things that impact that. And a professional heating and cooling contractor, the first thing that that pro should do is a heat loss analysis, which is a calculation that determines exactly how many BTUs that you need in heating and cooling power to keep that place comfortable um, on the coldest and the warmest days of the year. Well, thank you, guys. I will. Um, thanks for uh, sending me in the right direction, and my next step will be to call a professional. You got it, Mike. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Calling the Money Pit. Up next, if your home needed a new kitchen badly, would you just do it yourself? Our next guest did just that and has the blog post to prove it. Brittany Bailey from the Pretty Handy Girl blog joins us next with that story and others that may inspire your next project after this. 888 Money Pit. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. MONEYPIT. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Our next guest is a licensed general contractor and the powerhouse behind PrettyHandyGirl.com, a blog filled with DIY tutorials. Brittany Bailey originally had the idea to host workshops for women on how to use power tools and accomplish home repairs and improvements. But her husband suggested she'd reach more people with a blog, and it turns out he was right. Brittany now reaches more than a half million readers every month with tips and advice to help them get their projects done. Welcome, Brittany. Hi, thanks for having me. You know, I had the idea to, to help women um, with not with a blog, um, but with a do-it-yourself class many, many years ago. I used to 
uh, go to school at uh, a place called the College of New Jersey. And, and my buddies and I, we were all in the same fraternity. And we thought, you know, we could probably meet a lot of girls if we taught them how to take care of their car. Oh, no. <laughs> and so we came up Now we came up with a class, and, and it was great. It was well attended. But it was back in the day when you could, you could name things without being concerned about the political correctness of it. Uh-huh. And we called it Powder Puff Mechanics. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think would get me slapped today. Probably, yes. Brittany, we could slap him over the radio. It's fine. <laughs> Absolutely. At least by me, I'd slap you. <laughs> <laughs> So your story is interesting. Um, you know, you, you really came out of a, of a graphic and web design business, so we can see that where you got kind of your decor chops um, and decided to really pick up the tools and get to work and, and share uh, those projects uh, with uh, your readers. How long have you had the blog? Um, I've been writing the blog for over six years now. And that's a big commitment. How, how, how often uh, do you put up new articles? Is this something that our audience would see like once a week or so or what? Um, no, so typically there's a new tutorial at least um, three to four times a week. That's really great. Do you sort of get the ideas seasonally as far as what the tutorials are going to be, or do you follow a theme? Um, so some things follow a theme. Like right now, I definitely have you know a fall home tour with just decorating tips for fall decorating, but um, a lot of it is really dictated by my home and what's going on. So last week, I had to replace a toilet in our house, not by choice. <laughs> so look for that tutorial coming soon. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Now, um, I guess you, like us, probably, uh, you know, follow uh, all these projects around your house. Are you ever concerned you're going to run out? You know, um, sometimes yes and sometimes no. I mean, our house is 30 years old, so there's always something breaking. Um, and then there's a couple rooms that, you know, I've repainted twice. So, um, but... You know, my husband has said, you know, you really need to get out of our house. So I'm currently looking for a house to flip. So that should solve that problem, hopefully. Yeah, there you go. You know, um, <laughs> you know, we, we call people like you and, and, and ourselves serial renovators. We just we just can't let it go. We just got to yeah. keep going. When, when the house is <laughs> exactly. done, you, you find another one or you sell the one you have and, and whatever it takes just to keep fixing, right? Yeah. No, I love, I mean, I just, I love that kind of before and after. And the, the thing that gives me such a kick is when I see, and, and when I see what, potential there is, and I see it in my head, and I just want to make it happen. We're talking to Brittany Bailey. She is the author of the Pretty Handy Girl blog, and she's a pretty handy girl herself. Brittany, um, tell us about your audience. Uh, you know, who's reading, and uh, what kind of feedback do you get? Um, most of my readers are women, from that, you know, at least that I can tell from the comments, although I've caught a few guys reading, because they'll send me, like, an email privately. <laughs> You've caught them, huh? <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm like, oh, I knew you were out there. <laughs> well, I think it's interesting. I mean, your step-by-steps are beautifully done. They're very informative. Yet I think the best part about it is it doesn't sort of dumb down everything. You write in a very smart and creative way that I think is inspiring, which is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, honestly, when I started writing them, I realized there's there's kind of a deficit of tutorials really. Not, I don't want to say written for women because I think anybody can read them. But I think, you know, when when you go on the web and you read tutorials, a lot of them on the big websites, you know, it's just a lot of jargon. And I think women, a lot of us are more visual learners. So it's helpful to have just the step-by-step pictures explaining what each step is. And just by doing that, it really breaks it down for the reader. And your projects are both large and small. I asked you to to, uh, send us a couple of your favorites. And I was pretty impressed by this kitchen renovation. Um, It sounds like you really uh, cut your teeth on that one. That was a big project for you, huh? Yeah, that was was another not planned project. (laughs) 
We uh, had a small leak that turned into a major renovation, and we went from having a kitchen to no kitchen in three days. Um, and we had a renovation. We had the restoration team come in, take care of some mold issues, but they were they were really hounding me, you know, to pick um, fixtures. And I, I just I don't work that way. Like I said, I like to see it in my head before I move forward. So my husband, luckily, he said, hey, listen, if you want to tell them to leave and you want to take over, I'm okay with that. And, you know, it took me 13 months to build back our kitchen, but I, I wouldn't have had it any other way because it really gave me time to think through each thing. And the really funny thing that, I, um, that happened with this is the building inspector, when he came, you know, he was inspecting and he said, hey, have you ever thought about becoming a general contractor? And I said, absolutely not. <laughs> and I just thought, that is the craziest idea I've ever heard. And lo and behold, I actually got my um, my license this January, so I think he kind of planted that seed. <laughs> now, you also have a new project coming up with the burns matic uh, company. We've done some work with them. It's a great company. What are you doing? I'm not, I can't tell you yet because we haven't agreed on it, but I'm, I, I can't tell you how excited I am because um, when I went to college, I went to art school and I took a um, metal and so we did a lot of soldering and, you know, working with fire. And I haven't done that since college, so I'm super excited to work with fire again, do some <laughs> soldering, really make some cool stuff. Yeah, it doesn't get much better than that, working with pot, working with fire, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Better than working with mold and dirty toilets. <laughs> That's right. Brittany Bailey, uh, the website is prettyhandygirl.com. Beautiful website, lots of great info and advice and step-by-step tutorials on a whole host of projects. Encourage you to check it out. Brittany, thank you so much for stopping by the Money Pit. Congratulations on a very successful platform. Hey, thanks for having me. It was nice talking to you. All right. Well, if you want to rent a home or apartment, did you know that your possessions may not be covered in the event of a fire or other emergency? We'll tell you what you need to know to make sure your stuff is protected after this. You live in a body pit. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on this busy holiday weekend. What are you working on right now? Perhaps nothing because you're just exhausted because it is the holidays? Well, that's okay, too. But if you get got a project that you'd like to get done or maybe a quick fix that's got to be tackled before the next load of guests show up at your front door, we're here to help at 888-MONEY-PIT. Jeff and Georgia, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? So what we've got, we just purchased a home recently, and the inspection, we noticed that the tar paper that covers, or there is there is tar paper that covers the ridge vent, and of course that should be removed under normal installation. Yeah. And I'm wondering <laughs> if I can utilize that throughout the winter to build heat and preserve heat in the attic to maybe help warm the living space and then remove that in the spring once the warm weather comes back. Depends on whether or not you want your insulation to work well or not, Jeff, because the ridge vent is designed to help vent moisture out of that attic space and make the insulation more effective. So it's designed in a perfectly insulated home. The insulation layer is at that ceiling level, right? And above that, it should be ambient. In other words, the attic should be the same temperature as the outside. So your attic is not designed to hold heat in. Not this type of installation. There's another type that is, but this particular type is not. So I would recommend that you grab a utility knife and can you reach that, um, the underside of the ridge from the attic? I can. Uh, it really wouldn't be a big task at all to get it removed. It was actually when I was about to, to address that, 
that I thought, wait a second, I might be able to utilize this heat over the winter. Yeah, you have other vents in the roof as well. I mean, you may have gable vents or soffit vents, so you're not really changing the dynamic of the ventilation in the attic. But no, I would recommend that you cut that tar paper out. That's actually shockingly not that uncommon. What happens is the roofers put tar paper across the entire roof, put the shingles up, and then the guy, the last guy that that puts that ridge vent on top of that ridge is supposed to cut out the tar paper, but if he was uh if he didn't go to ridge vent class that day he missed that step <laughs> and he leaves the tar tar paper in place and then of course it blocks the vent and then it just doesn't work so the reason i said it impacts your insulation is because the insulation if it gets damp it's not effective so fresh air should be pushing in the soffit vents underneath the roof sheathing and out the ridge that keeps everything nice and dry so go ahead and cut that out and uh that's the way you should, should be all winter long and, and thereafter perfect i appreciate the help i appreciate the advice all right good luck jeff thanks so much for calling us at 888 money pit good questions from jeff in georgia Well, from cooking to space heaters, winter, it turns out, is the time of year when fire is the most likely to break out in your home. Now, prevention is the first priority. But if a blaze does break out in your space, you want to be sure you have insurance you need to cover the belongings that are damaged and ruined. That's right. Now, if you own your own home, most homeowners policies cover this. But if you rent your home or if you rent an apartment, there's a really good chance that your belongings are not covered by your landlord's insurance policy. That policy is going to cover the landlord and the building and the plumbing and the cabinets and the carpet and stuff like that, but it's not going to cover your stuff, which is why renters need to have their own tenant contents insurance to take care of that. Yeah. Now, the great thing about contents insurance is that it's going to cover more than just fire damage. Most of these policies will protect your possessions against 16 different causes, and they're going to range from the usual suspects like fire to theft to even the unlikely catastrophes like explosions. Yep. And the best news, renters' content insurance is inexpensive. It can be purchased for as little as about 10 bucks a month, which is a very small price to pay for that peace of mind. So think about it. Check it out. If you rent, you may not be covered, but it's easy to fix that with renter's insurance. Now we're going to South Carolina where Caroline's on the phone with a question about oak flooring. What can we do for you today? I have an old house built in 1940, um, hardwood floors, and I've got two almost holes near the um, living room door and on into the hallway here um, where each room meets. The hallway is the center. I have this iron grate. It's about two feet wide and three feet long, and that's where the return is for the heating and air conditioning. And the wood seems to be caving a little bit around that. And I was wondering, can he fix that back as good as it was? I mean, is it possible to fix that back as good as it was the way they built it in 1940? Or will there be a problem around the return? Are you still using that return? Is that still an active part of your uh, heating and cooling system? It is. So, yeah. Certainly when you have worn out oak floorboards, sometimes they'll wear through or they'll become insect damaged. They absolutely can be rebuilt the same way they were when they were originally installed. It's a bit of a tricky carpentry job, but it's not too terribly difficult. What the contractor has to do is he'll cut out the old board. Usually you'll use a circular saw, you'll plunge cut down the middle, and then use a chisel to kind of break it out. And then putting the new board in is a bit tricky, especially if it's tongue and groove, which most of them are because what you have to do is you have to t- you have to cut 
the back of the groove piece off so that you can sort of put it in uh, and overlap the older piece with that because you can't use a one that's a it's a full groove because obviously you can't get it in there it's like trying to put in a puzzle piece but you cut the back of the groove side off and then it becomes sort of a lap joint you drop the new board in now if there's if there's one tricky part it's really just in the finishing I had a floor that was much like that where we had an old floor furnace that took up a big space in the middle of the room. And so we were able to frame that out and actually put new uh, hardwood floor in there and sort of feather it like almost like a finger joint with the original floor. The, the floors were different colors for a while because they had a natural finish on it. But over the course of about the next year, it sort of faded and darkened and then blended. And now you could never tell the difference between the repair and the, and the new wood that was repaired and the old wood that was there existing. Okay. I need to have my house checked for termites, I think. <laughs> Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, holiday decor is in full swing right now, and if you're ready to deck the halls, we've got a review of the coolest decor for the season after this. You live in a body pit. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, this is the time of year that brings out the festive side in all of us. And one of the fun things that we get to do as hosts is go to previews where we get to see products before they're on the store shelves. Got a chance to do that uh, with the folks at the Home Depot a few months ago. And now it's kind of fun because we're seeing all that product on the store shelves. And I got to tell you, there's a lot of really beautiful ways to decorate your home for this holiday season, both inside and out. You know, I think one of my favorite trends that we saw at the launch and what we're seeing every season, and especially this season, is the idea of just celebrating winter itself. So, you know, you're not committing to any holiday there. And the best way to really just enjoy what winter has to offer is to embrace greenery and lighting. And that's really the easiest way to celebrate this time of year. You know, luckily for all of us, evergreen really is in abundance in both natural and artificial options. Now, now, artificial wreaths, garlands, and swags every year become more and more foolproof, and they're made even more user-friendly by arriving pre-lit. Isn't that cool? Yeah, and you know what? It really makes things effortless, and I think that's the part that makes holiday decorating challenging for a lot of people is the effort that you sometimes have to put in to achieve that magazine-ready look, and it's so much more easily achievable when the items do arrive pre-lit. Now, I love garlands. They really give you that sort of instant feeling of the season. And for a neutral evergreen feel, the National Tree Company has a pre-lit Douglas fir garland that looks every bit the part. I mean, it's really stunning. Multiple garlands can be strung together and really give you that sort of full decor plan. And I like to also have maybe a bit of evergreen on the mantle. And so many of us have adopted that sort of above-the-mantle TV look, so we really have easy access to outlets. And if you've got hard to reach locations that you really want to dress up, not an issue because the battery-operated garlands and the swag at the Home Depot are just stunning. The battery power is perfect for, say, a staircase. I mean, just any place that you really feel needs to be dressed, but you just can't reach the outlet, try the battery power. I mean, with the LED technology today, it's amazing how long those lights will last. Definitely, you'll, you'll probably not even go through a set of batteries for the full season. Yeah, we actually saw a Norwood brand fur nine-foot garland. That's battery 
battery operated. And the coolest part about having an LED feature is that you got to select dual color. So you could go from a clear light to a color light, you know, just with the flip of a switch. Now, I always like to start with a simple undecorated garland, pre-lit, you know, choose a garland or a wreath or a swag that's undecorated. And this is going to allow you to modify your decor from season to season. You know, one year you celebrate a winter season just with greenery, lighting, and maybe hints of snow and sparkle. If you add in a woodland friend, you can really set a whimsical tone that's going to make all of your guests so happy. And, you know, when stored properly, all of your greenery will last season after season. Yeah, good point. And next season, maybe you can pick up some colorful ornaments and decorative picks. You know, you can really go with any color palette you choose. I love the mixed metal look. It's so hot right now. Mercury, glass, and copper, they kind of make for that antique sort of glisten that's really, really stunning. So lots of options, lots of technology, lots of beautiful ways to decorate your home for the holiday. Check them all out at the Home Depot. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Hey, coming up next time on the program, if you ever needed to buy a new heating or cooling system, you might have found that all the lingo that's used in that industry makes it like impossible to figure out the best way to go. It's like alphabet soup, HVAC, BTUs, you name it. We're going to help sort out what you need to know to make an intelligent choice when you're shopping for your new HVAC system on the next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Pit.